guys i'm excited i'm excited this morning uh i'm i'm i my teaching whatever you want to call it is called we have won the war we have won the war and i've always been me and joseph me and my brother have been pretty much obsessed about war and all of that majority of our lives like i'm a history buff through and through but war is always the thing that's fascinated me from you know just the different instruments of war the weapons and the troop movements to the armor to like everything that war has you know has all in it i had a high school teacher coach brock i loved him he would always talk about how you know the formations of the troops and world war one and the revolutionary war and he would like draw maps and all of this and he would explain in detail how everything worked and that was probably my favorite history class of all time just because that was what spoke to me because he was <laughs> he was one of those guys as well he really enjoyed that and war has changed a lot over the years you know people aren't going out there with muskets these days and shooting at people you know you might have a crazy person every now and then getting a musket but if you want to be taken serious you've got to have weapons that are like i spoke last week dynamic dynamic weaponry things have changed okay and thankfully for us as christians our weapons never go out our weapons never go out of style they never lose their power they're always going to be powerful that's how we can how we've already won jesus already paid the price for us to win the war and that's what we've got to get a hold of the devil has never changed either. He's he took God's playbook and perverted it. That's all he's done. He's taken it and he doesn't know all the the secret strategies. He might have the playbook, but he doesn't know how to run it. So he's tried to make it his own. So his weapons haven't changed either. He's coming after your mind. He's coming to steal, kill and destroy. So this morning I'm going to talk about spiritual warfare. And there are a lot of people that don't believe in spiritual warfare. And if you look around right now, it's thick, y'all. It is it is thick in the air right now. There are things trying to come at people from the media side of things, from friends and family. There is so much coming at us. And it's not even just believers. It's everybody. The devil doesn't care who you are. The devil doesn't care where your walk is. He wants to still kill and destroy. So... He's going to come after you. And we have to understand that this is real. This is not some, some make-believe thing. It's like, oh, you know, fantasy. No, this is real. And people, you can see it in their lives. They're wanting to see there's more than, than just your everyday go to work, make money, go home, cook dinner, fall asleep, do it again. There's more to life. There's more to life. And we have to understand that. And I, I thought about the phrase this morning because the world doesn't want to admit that there's spiritual warfare, but they'll use phrases like, the devil made me do it. You know what I mean? Like, I thought about that phrase. It's like you're admitting that the devil is real in that phrase. You're admitting that there's some sort of force that is trying to make you do things. And I know when it comes down to it, the devil can't make you do anything. He can influence you just like God can influence you but he can't make you do anything. It's our choice. But I thought it was a very interesting thing to bring up this morning because 
everyone knows in some shape, form, or fashion that there's something out there more than us, that there's external forces that try to push us, try to pull us, try to get us to end different things. Because we can try to explain it with science. We can try to explain it, you know, through different things. We can even ignore it. But other people want enlightenment. Other, other people search for, through it, through new age stuff, through witchcraft and all of these things. But people are wanting something. They're wanting something that's more than anything. So today we're going to start in Ephesians 6 and 10. Okay. I know Amy's over here excited because we're going to Ephesians. That's her book. So Ephesians 6 and 10, and this whole thing is about spiritual warfare right here. So grab on, get your notebook, get your pen, get your paper, your iPad, whatever it is. Let's get ready. We're getting into the meat today. We're not, we're not dancing around anything this morning. We're getting into it. Ephesians 6 and 10 says, Now, my beloved ones, I have saved the most important truths for last. So you've got to have a foundation. That's what it's saying right there. Paul's talking about we've got to have a foundation for us to be able to understand and to be equipped for this part right here. And I love this. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with Lord Jesus. Life union. And when you marry somebody, it's not just that day. A lot of people, we think about fairy tales and everything. We think about Cinderella or any kind of movie that has princesses and everything. It stops with the happily ever after. And yes, there's going to be times. I, I'm just using this as an example. There's going to be times where those people are going to have some, some struggles. I think about me and Amy. We had an awesome, a big, beautiful wedding. But we've grown a lot. We're not even those same people anymore. There was no happily ever after. It's been work. It's not just been magic. It's been work. And that's what we've got to do with Jesus. He's already done the work, but we've got to get, we've got to move with him. We can't just stand still. Continuing on in verse 10. Stand. Oh, oh, see, I just said stand. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Ooh, that's good, y'all. That's good. That's good. Stand with the stand victorious. You're not you're not laying in the bed. Oh Lord, if you just will. He's already done it. He's already done it, everybody. Stop begging God to do something when he's already done it. You've got to do it. You've got to stand. That is an action. You can stand still or you can stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. That's good, y'all. That's good. Force means to have the strength or energy to do something. The force. We yeah, I think about Star Wars. Everybody wants to, you know, pull a glass and do all of these things. Well, we got a force that's better than any of that. We've got a force that can move mountains, that can heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the limpers, lepers, and cast out demons. Oh, we're talking about demons. We have the energy and strength to use Jesus' explosive power. You have to be equipped. You have to be equipped, equipped because someone's not just going to give you the keys to launch a nuke if you don't know the ramifications, the, the precise nature of what that nuke can do. Y'all understand me? We're talking about warfare this morning, but God's explosive power is running through us. When we were saved, we were given the power. We we're automatically given the power, but the Holy Spirit comforted us. 
he, he, he guides us. He's the one that teaches us throughout life, and the Word gives us what we need to know. We don't need the, the outside world telling us what needs to happen or how we should act. We've got to be separate from the world. We've got, we've got to come out from the world, and we have to learn. We have to listen to God. We have to be at the feet of the Father, or we won't understand what we really have. The devil will lie to you and tell you you don't have anything, that you're worthless, and all of that's lies. We're going to go to 11, verse 11. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us that you so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. You have to be equipped by God first. You have to be equipped by God, or you're going to be just ate up. You're just going to be ate up. And I was reading this morning, I was like, God, what, what do you want me to? God's not going to put the armor on for you. It says, put on God's complete armor. It's, it's telling you that you have to put on the armor of God. I've never seen a commanding officer go into his barracks and dress his soldiers. He doesn't go on and put on the boots for his soldiers. Oh, Johnny, you're such a good soldier. Let me put your boots on for you. Oh, you got this. Oh, your pants are... He's not going to do that. A commanding officer will come in expecting his troops ready to go, fully kitted. It's not... They're not going for PT. They're not wearing a T-shirt and shorts and their boots. They're, they're ready to go. They're ready for action. And that's what God has called us to be. We're the army of God, and we're sitting around, and we're not equipped. We're not equipped because we're not taking action. We're not putting on that armor. Verse 12, your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, I'll get to that in just a second. But with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under heavenly realms. And what it says right there, rebellion, it's they're rebelling against God. They're not rebelling against us. They're rebelling against God, the order of things. The order that God has set up, they're rebelling against him. For they are a powerful class of demon gods. This is the... Uh, passion translation, but I thought it was pretty interesting. And evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so that you are protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Now, I want to go back to verse 12 and kind of break this down because that's a lot to just get hit with, okay? Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings. Now, hand-to-hand combat is not not a nice thing. It's not like, oh, you look nice today. Ah, I see that you have your dagger ready for me. You know, it's it's nasty. Like, if you've ever seen a movie where it goes from they're shooting at each other to someone's trying to stab someone with a bayonet or anything, it's nasty. It's gritty. There, there's There's this ferociousness to it. And our combat is not against humans. That's that's what a lot of us. Oh, well, they're they're full of the devil. You know, we try to we try to do all of these things. You know, we go after people, but no, it's the spirits. It's the spirits that are controlling things, because it, it's against God's order. There is a struggle the entire time you, you, to see 
who the dominant force is when there's hand-to-hand combat. You're struggling. You're trying. There, there is exertion of that force. Who's stronger? Who's going to dominate this this battle? Because we already won the war, but who's going to win the battle right now? Who's going to win the battle? I I, I think of I've, I've watched a ton of wrestling in my life. The first thing on many of these uh, bouts is these big guys. I think of like Hulk Hogan and uh, the Ultimate Warrior. They come out, they lock up right in the middle, and they see who's the dominant, who's going to be the one that backs away first. And that's that hand-to-hand combat that we're in. We're trying to see who is the strong man, but we're, we're the strong man. We are the strong man. So we have to continue to push we have to continue to pressure the enemy because if we don't, they're going to win. And I think of Wayne Gretzky. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So if you stop fighting, they're going to win. But if you keep pressing in, you keep pursuing that victory, you're going to stand victorious. You're going to stand victorious because whoever wins gets to live gets to live not just in a way that oh you're not dead sometimes that's that's the way it happens but it's you get to win and live in the life that God has for you or you get to die and be subjugated to the lies that that spirit is trying to make you live under that you're not good enough you'll never have enough money that your health your health is is going down you can't remember anything you can't hear you all of these things you'll never be the person that you're supposed to be because of x y and z and you can't fix it because you've lost and that's because we didn't continue to push we didn't continue to fight those things now, I was talking about we aren't fighting humans, but we're fighting demons and evil spirits that have the power to hold the world in bondage. That that sounds scary. Like if you read that and you don't you don't think about it through the blood of Jesus, that can that can put a little shake in your boots. But guess what? We have the power of Jesus. He's given us that power. It flows in and through us. That's awesome. It flows in and through us. So these spirits have the power to control the world because people are not taking their dominion. They're not using the dominion that God has given us on this world. We call things as though they were. That's what we're supposed to, we're supposed to call heaven into the earth. We're supposed to call it into the earth. And these guys ain't no jokes. These guys will come after you. They will come at you when you're weak. They will come at you when you're strong. They're going to test to see where there are breaks in the wall, where there are weak points in the armor. That's why, and we're going to get to this, God's given us multiple pieces of armor to protect us. It's not just one thing. Me and Amy were talking about on Be a Light this week, the, the shield that God has given us. It's his glory. It's his glory, but he's given us so much more. He's given us so much more. But these guys aren't something to just, oh, uh, it's just a demon. You know, they're going to come after you. They're going to test you. And you've got to be ready to stand up in that victorious stance. you got to be ready to go to that hand-to-hand combat because they're not going to pull punches. You know, it's. I was talking about wrestling just a minute ago. They're not going to go, 
and like stomp on the mat and act like they're hitting you. No, they're going to come and they're going to try to kill you. They're going to try to kill your joy, kill your love, make you angry. All of these things is going to come after you. But we have instructions to wear the full armor of God. It, we ha it's been provided for us. It's not something that we have to beg. We have to barter. We have to, you know, read 37 chapters in a day. We have to say so many prayers. You know, we don't have to give all of our money away. It's already been provided to us. It's already been provided. And we are destined to rise in victory. Ha! Like, it's, it's already there. I don't know why people don't grab a hold of this as the truth, because it's in the Word. It's the truth. So all of that comes down to that means we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to fight for our lives. We're going to have to fight for the victory. But it's, it's destined. Destiny means that it's going to happen. You're destined for greatness. You're destined for victory. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Verse 14, we're talking about the armor now here. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand up in triumph. God's truth is hand holding you up to stand up in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. You got to stand on your own two feet, everybody. You're going to have to stand up on your own two feet. Nobody can do it for you. You know, we can't stand in for somebody else's fight. We can pray, we can intercede, but it comes a time when you and I have to do it ourselves. Our spouses can't do it. Our friends can't do it. The pastor can't do it. It's you. It's me and our own fights. We've got to stand up. We've got to take action because until we do that, it's always going to be a what if. Well, am I going to be able to make it through this? last time I gave in it's time to stand up everybody it's time to win this fight for ourselves it's time for us to not just be pew Christians or puny Christians whichever one sitting on the pew or your puny it's time for us to take action it's time for us to move in the things that God has called us to do because we can't do it we can't let other people do it we've got to do it We've got to do it. We have to be ready to lift people up and share the good news. How many times have you shared the good news recently? You know, that's something you don't have to answer it, but that's something to consider. That's something, you know, and it's not just, oh, well, the Lord said this. It's how your life is being lived. Are you being fearful in this time? Are you hoarding toilet paper? Are you doing all of these things? Are you constantly listening to the bad news. What is your life being an example right now? That's what it is. It's standing on your own two feet and listening to God and not the lies. Verse 16, in every battle, take faith as you wrap your shield, as your wraparound shield. We talked about this on our episode this past week. For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Mm, we'll get to that in just a minute. And take the mighty razor-sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. 
Pray the blessing of God upon all his believers. <clears throat> Can I have some of that water? Thank you. That's good stuff, everybody. <clears throat> I want to go back to where it was talking about faith. Our faith isn't something that we just use to move mountains. I thought about that this earlier. We're being instructing, instructed to use it as a way to extinguish the things that are coming at us, okay? So let's say you had a fire going and you want to extinguish it. You've got to have something that is going to take the oxygen out from it. And once you take the oxygen out of fire, guess what it does? It dies. It stops in its place and it's no longer. That's what we've got to do. The arrows, the lies, the things that are coming at us that are being flung at us from afar. We've got to extinguish those with faith. Faith in what, you ask? God. Faith in the blood of Jesus. Faith in the works that he has done. <clears throat> That's what we've got to do. We've got to take that faith. We've got to be active on it. We can't just sit around and wait for things to get better. You know, we're, we're not just sitting around singing kumbaya. We're taking faith as an action, everybody. Faith is something that, that works. It's not just hope. Hope is just Oh, I'm hoping that this happens. Faith moves. Faith has action. Faith is something that is continually growing. If your faith isn't growing, then you ain't exercising it. It's shrinking. Have you ever thought about muscles when they aren't active? They start having atrophy. They start breaking down. They're not as strong as they used to be. So that's what we've got to do with our faith. We've got to continually push those things. Let me take a drink of water, y'all. We're being, we're being instructed to use this as a way to extinguish things. And Amy does a great job of making sure I'm using my faith, and I think I do the same thing for her. When we start doubting, when we start, you know, rehearsing things that are clearly lies, we call each other out on it. And it's not we call each other out and then we leave it there. We tell the truth of what is exposed to be happening right then and there. And then we call each other to use our own faith we're not relying on the other person's faith. We call us to take action on that faith because we know God is a provider. We know God is the provider. Verse 17 and 18 are talking about protecting your mind. There, the mind is where the devil comes for, for you first. You know, we're, we're coming against, you know, the thoughts that are always there. You know, oh, well, you're fat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those, think, those thoughts, well, you're never going to look good. Man, your feet of shoe are big. You know, all of these things, and it's it could be silly things. It could be your feet are big. Okay, cool. That I just get a bigger size shoe. You know, it doesn't matter, those thoughts. And then there's thoughts that are more. If you let those thoughts stay, then more things come. Well, you're never going to look good. No one's ever going to want you. You're never going to be able to do anything for yourself. And then it starts feeding. And it starts growing into more and more things. You're bad at math. You know, it's, it's all of these things that the devil tries to come against us. And I hope people are getting a hold of this this morning. But right there, it's talking about verse 17 and 18. The helmet is the salvation. It's the blood of Jesus. And when the blood of Jesus is applied to something, it changes everybody. 
it is changed completely and it will never be the same we once we accept jesus as our lord and savior we give ourselves freely to him we are made new creations we're made new creatures we're in a different bloodline everybody that's exciting news and when our life went under that blood we became new we became something different when you're made into a new creation you don't think the same way you used to you don't think the same way you don't listen to the lies you don't speak the same way you don't act the same way that's what we've got to get to we've got to get to this point where we're not acting and thinking the same way and when you're saved when those thoughts keep coming up you've got to put it under the blood because you're not that person anymore because the the enemy will attack the mind first he'll try to get you to focus on something that is a lie okay and i i see it all the time when you start focusing on a lie you empower the liar it talks about you know the slanderer and that whole you know that whole thing i think it's a verse like 20 but you can't empower that you must take that thought captive i talked about this last week take the thought captive if you take something captive it's your prisoner they don't have any power you decide what it gets to do you decide what it gets to do are you going to feed it are you going to starve it out are you going to are you going to extinguish that thing that's what you got to do everybody you've got to extinguish it if you do it you will become something you let taint the rest of your thoughts so if you let it run wild we've already talked about that if you've ever worried about something then you you've definitely experienced this i'm i'm trying to get get where i'm on my notes i know i'm running a little long this morning because worry starts as concern well i'm concerned about your health i'm concerned about this oh i'm concerned about are you making enough money are you going to be able to da, 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 da. and then it turns into worry and then you start worrying about everything you stay up at night well did they have enough to eat tonight or oh lord i i don't know what i'm going to do for my job all the all the things of blah 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 okay all right we get we're going here because then it turns into worship okay worry turns into worship where that becomes your god that thing becomes who you are if you let it because there's steps here okay there's steps where you can stop it at any time you want it anytime you're ready to take a captive you can stop it if you stand on your own feet if you take the armor of god you will be able to stop it okay it's your choice what you worship becomes your god and what you become you enable it and then you'll become a slave to it ever every passing thought will be that thing you know that's what it, and and it talks about us being slaves to christ paul talks about that we're, we're slaves to christ but it's not in a way where he's punishing us he's not beating us he's empowering us okay the last piece of armor is the sword which is the word of god the word cuts down all lies it, it takes it all down there's no lie or deception that can break the sword i've seen several movies where there'll be sword fighting and someone's sword breaks and the other guy's sword was better made or whatever that's what the word is his sword is so sharp it it can cut through anything that is not of him 
anything just and it's gone because he is truth he is truth so the thing that i wanted to kind of bring out right there is when i've got way more but i know i'm going to probably go over i might i might we might this morning (laughs) so the enemy has gotten to every part of you if you're getting down to the sword okay you've You've used the shield, you've you all of this, okay? If the devil is ripped, if you've allowed, okay, I'm gonna say this, if you've allowed the devil to take every part of the armor and all you have left is the sword, it's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get nasty because you're gonna have to fight now. You're not just protecting yourself because a lot of this has been protective gear. But the last thing, yeah, now it's offensive. You have to be offensive here, okay? I'm speaking to somebody right now. You have to be offensive because the word of God challenges people. It challenges things. It challenges mentalities. It challenges the way the world looks at things. You might not be politically correct, everybody. You might not, you might step on some toes, but you have to use the word to cut down the lies, to cut down these spirits. It's not cutting people down because we can't leave a trail of bodies behind us. We've got to leave a trail of demons behind us. I'm not calling your neighbor a demon, everybody. <laughs> I'm not calling your neighbor a demon. You've got to cut down the lies that is coming against you. Because if you don't have a positive thought, if you don't have, if your mind is so inundated with every lie and deception where you start worshiping that I am not enough. I will never be enough for anyone. I I have failed at everything in my life. You are going to have to go to the word because you cannot believe the thoughts in your head. Okay? You you have allowed something to take root. The only way to get something up that has roots, you got to cut it down. And that's with the word of God. So you got to grab that Bible. You got to grab the Bible and you got to start purifying your body you got to start purifying your mind you got to start getting ready for what the truth is you've got to make yourself clean ephesians 5 and 26 and i know this is talking a little bit about husbands and wives and everything but i wanted to bring this out okay because talking about washing yourself with the word here and to husbands you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to us, talking about the church, talking about the body, the ones that believe. For he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us, us holy and pure. He died for us to be holy and pure, cleansing us through the shower of the showering of the pure water of the word of God. So you're not a, sa- a sinner. Oh Lord, I'm just a sinner. No, you're not. You are pure and holy. If you're saying that you're a sinner, and you're believing that lie, then you are saying, Jesus, you didn't do enough. I don't believe you, Jesus. You are pure and holy. You are pure and holy, everybody. So we have we have to be ready to fight, but why should we get all the way down to just using the word? Why couldn't we protect ourselves? Should we use the word sooner? Should we have pulled the sword out of the scabbard? Or were there so much cobwebs on the scabbard that you couldn't even get your sword out? Do you even know where your sword is? <laughs> yeah, it's all inside of us, but you've got to feel. You've got to feel that your body with the word. 
It's not just picking up your Bible. Oh, I got my, my sword. That should be inside of you. That should be in you, okay? That should be in you. You shouldn't have to try to find your app. Oh, what, what is that scripture? What is that scripture? It should be inside of you. And I'm bad about references. I'm getting a little bit better about, oh, well, this is in this chapter and all of that, but I know the word. I know the word. So don't feel like you've got to you know, have a memory verse for everything. As long as you know the word, that's fine. You know, you don't have to fall into oh, it's, uh, Philippians 3 and blah, blah, blah. No, it's just know what the word says. Be empowered through the word, everybody. You've got to have your sword. You don't have to know, ah, oh, well, right here is this, that, and the other. Like, as long as you read the word, because some people have that memory where they can, this, this verse is in this place and all of this. Everyone's different. God's made us different, but we have to know the word, people. We have to know the word because... I think about, you know, if you've got your shield and you're able to block attacks, guess what? You can follow it up with the word and get get that get that thing that's coming after you. You put it down. You extinguish it. You it's gone. That's what we've got to be ready to do. If we're willing to be filled with the truth, we have to devote ourselves to studying the word. We have to get ready for that. It's just consuming it daily. Do you like to eat? I like to eat. I like to eat. It's good. Food is good because it empowers you to do things. I like things that taste good. Are they always good for me? No. But we've got something that is always good for us. And if we're not eating daily of this bread, then we're going to be weak warriors. We're going to, we're going to be small. <laughs> we're, you know, I think about the more like they feed soldiers more calories in a day than normal people because they're constantly active. They have to be ready to take action to defeat the enemy. So that's what we've got to we've got to be putting that into our into ourselves because in the world right now people are trying to manipulate people. The news is trying to manipulate people with fear. Oh well, this this and this. People are trying to get you to click on articles. People are trying to get you to click on videos. Well, this is the latest thing that's being said right now. This is the latest tragedy. These are the numbers, this and that and the other. And it's not just for this moment, but it's all the time. It's not just because of this virus. It's been going on for years. Oh, well, did you hear about this thing that just happened? Did you hear about this tragedy? It's been going on for years, everybody. And we haven't stood up. We haven't taken away if you're not clicking on these things and i don't know i'm stepping on some toes right now and i've done it myself i was watching a video yesterday and somebody was giving all of these numbers and everything and god was like do you believe all of this do you do you believe are you buying into this fear right now and like it it was a gut check it was like all right god so i just exited out of the video and i i just started talking to god it, i wasn't I wasn't giving time for God because I was I was rather listen to an opinion about what's going on instead of the fact of what's going on that he's on the throne that he is he is working he's not willing to work he is working he is not a lazy bones he's not a fold into the hands and close of the eyes kind of God he's working everybody it's our time to stand up to put on the full armor of God to empower ourselves and to challenge the people around us to be better, to be better, to move, to work, to 
get out there. We are the army of God. Are we ready for the fight? Are we ready for the fight? Are we ready to take arms against the thing that is coming after us? Because there is no coincidence right now that all of this is going on. There's no, there's no coincidence. The devil plans. Just like God planned everything to perfect, perfect proportions, the devil does the same thing for harm. So we have to be ready. Why, why are we not in church right now during Easter, the time where people that don't even go to church come to church? There's a plan here, everybody, and we have to be willing to stand up and fight for our families. We have to be ready to stand up and fight for our households. We have to fight for ourselves. If we can't fight for ourselves, then we can't fight for anyone else. Put on the whole armor of God, everybody. There are things coming. There are things trying to fight us. But as I said earlier, we stand victorious. We have already won. We just have to do. We just have to do. If someone was said, all you have to do is wake up in the morning and put on normal clothes, not sweatpants and a t-shirt, and you get a million dollars, guess what? Everybody that morning would be getting up, putting on those normal clothes, and taking a picture and putting it on Instagram. Everybody would be doing it, or Facebook, or whatever. They would do it. Why are we not putting on the whole armor of God then? We've got to fight to win, and all we have to do is co-labor with God, everybody. We have to be willing to get into it. We have to get ready for that hand-to-hand -hand combat because the more you fight, they're going to see that you're stronger. They're going to see that you're stronger. They're going to see, oh, there's something happening over here. Let's send, let's send one of the stronger ones after them, and then you're going to defeat them. Oh, well, let's send uh, financial despair. Let's see if that spirit can get them. Oh, no. Okay, well, let's try to attack their health. Nope. Oh, man, what am I going to send next? Uh, let's see if I can get one of their friends, you know, send that, that spirit of drama on their friend. All of these things. But if we're all strong together, guess what? We can't be manipulated. Our friends and family can't be manipulated. And that's what we've got to do. We've got to be willing to be on the offense now. We, we've been on the defense for so long so long decades church decades it's time for us to take the battle to them because we've we've won we've just got to start fighting now we've got to start fighting because jesus has paid it all he's paid for all the armor he's paid for all the empowerment it's our turn to do the same it's our turn to empower others it's our turn to put on the armor so lord i just thank you right now I thank you that people are emboldened, Lord, to take up that armor, Lord, that they're not afraid to fight anymore, that they're not afraid that they don't have the strength, Lord, because our strength comes from you. Lord, that the peace be upon our minds, Lord, this morning. We bind up the things that have been trying to come against us, Lord, and Lord, we make you our Lord. We stop worshiping the things that have tried to attack us, Lord. We stop worshiping the thoughts and lies of the devil, Lord. We take up our sword, Lord. We take up your truth and we cut them down, Lord. God, I just thank you for this time that we've been able to come together, Lord, and I thank you for the rest of the service that we're gonna be able to do, Lord. God, just bless this time that we've been able to dive into your word, Lord. God, I just thank you for it, Lord. In your name I pray, amen.